Hey, Barbie. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and plant choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. You can find me under the lights, diamonds under my eyes. This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever. So is yesterday, and so is tomorrow, and every day from now until forever. Yeah. You guys ever think about dying? When my heart breaks. Some things have been happening that might be related. When my world shakes. Cold shower Ooh. falling off my roof. Ah! And my heels are on the ground. <gasps> Flat feet! What do I have to do? You have to go to the real world. You can go back to your regular life, or you can know the truth about the universe. The choice is now yours. The first one, the high heel. You have to want to know, okay? Do it again. Closer I am to Closer I am to I'm coming with you. Okay. This is the real world. <laughs> What's going on? Why are these men looking at me? Yeah, they're also staring at me. Barbie in the real world. That's impossible. If this got out, this could mean extremely weird things for our world. This would be catastrophic! We haven't played with Barbie since we were like five years old. Oh. No one rests until this doll is back in a box. Even if nobody else sings along. Humans only have one ending. Get that Barbie! Ideas live forever. No, I won't let you do just one appendectomy. But I'm a man. But not a doctor. Can I talk to a doctor? You are talking to a doctor. I need a clicky pen? No. A sharp thing? No. There he is. Doctor! Somebody get security. Is Bobby if you still in doubt? Okay, welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our reviews for Barbie and Oppenheimer. We have our double review here for you guys today. This is our Barbenheimer review. We are live here at San Diego Comic-Con. I am joined by my host, my co-host, Larry and Hannah. Hello. Hello. Let's get into this review. We are talking about Barbie and Oppenheimer. We're going to start with Barbie. We saw that the first that was the first movie we start we saw uh, this week, and that was at San Diego. We saw it Thursday, so let's get into that. Um, okay, so this is the bio as follows here at IMDb. Barbie suffers a crisis that leads her to question her world and her existence. It was directed by Greta Gerwig, written by Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig, and the stars Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, a big-ass cast. We have Issa Rae. We have Kate McClinton, we have Emma Mackey, we have America Ferreira, a lot of people in this movie. So let's get right into our first review of the night, and that is Barbie. Okay, I'll start with you, Hannah. What would you think about Barbie? 
not him going to the only female on the review. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I really liked it. I think that I need to see it again before I can fully solidify, solidify my thoughts. But on a first watch, I really liked it. I wish that I loved it. Uh, but I do have a few issues with it that bugged me enough to hold me back from being super over overly enthusiastic about it. But as of now, I think it's really fun. I think it's like the perfect movie for like date night or just like, I think it's one of the funniest movies that I've seen in theaters recently though. It, I feel like it's been a long time since we've had like a really funny movie in theaters. And I think yeah, this one yeah. is really funny. There's like really consistent laughs through it. So like a mouthful of that for you. Yeah, I think I'm excited to see it again. I think Hannah's underestimated something. She has to see it again <clears throat> because it was too hot in that theater. Yes, it was so fucking hot in the theater. San Diego, y'all gotta get it together, man. There's no AC anywhere, man. So that theater was crazy. Hannah had to go buy some fans for Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, it was crazy in that theater. But, yeah, I agree. I had a good time. Um, I think it was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. It's one of those movies that I don't think it's – I don't think we have movies that get us in, like, the mood of, like, having a good time anymore, really, whereas that's just the point of going to the theater. So I had a good time with it. So, Larry, what do you think? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm the – highest on this one out of our (laughs) little group here uh i loved barbie i thought it was uh, as we've said it was a lot of fun it was really funny and it also it struck a chord with me even though i'm not exactly the target demographic um but it was it had enough of those like really sincere moments like these really small moments that just felt very authentic and sincere to Greta's experience, just based on what we've seen of her as a filmmaker. Yeah, uh, the yeah. performances were all amazing. Uh, Margot yeah. Robbie is fantastic, and Ryan Gosling is fantastic. But so is Michael Sarah, who I low-key thought Sarah. was like still in the so show yeah. as yeah. Alan. He was so good. Issa Rae, our wife, Issa amazing. Was so funny. <laughs> she was so funny. So good. I actually thought Kate McKinnon was a lot of fun here. She was able to put her weirdness to use uh, in a way. <laughs> she hasn't really in a while. Like she's kind of been yeah, in that yeah, yeah. zone of a little bit grading recently. She like she falls into the same category as like Aquafina yeah. a lot of the time for me. Uh-huh. But I thought they used that her pretty of, well. Yeah. Like, they used her sparingly enough and in a capacity that worked for her character. Uh, Simu, I also thought was very fun. I know, you know, uh, the the world and their feelings toward good old Simu Leo recently. Ooh. Didn't do anything outstanding. But everybody was just strong in their role. Will Ferrell playing another toy executive. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, over the top and ridiculous. The costume doesn't have the role that I thought he would. No, from the trailers. Yeah, his character was was. What was different. he supposed to? Be? The trailers kind of point paint him as like the villain of the movie, and he just, he's not. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. has like a turn. His character takes a turn that you're not really. Yeah, the the villain 
is, is different than I anticipated. Um, yeah. But I thought the costume work was fantastic. The set designs were amazing. I loved the sets in this film. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack was bopping. And another MVP also was Helen Mirren as our narrator. Yeah! Um, what I think I heard was an improv line about Margot Robbie and a speech. She <laughs> it was improv. Really? Oh, that, that was great. Was, she went like off script. Was amazing. Yeah, uh, that yeah. line was like one of the funniest lines in the whole movie. <laughs> it yeah. also like works uh, incredibly well thematically. Yeah, it was just <laughs> yeah. so good. But yeah, I thought I thought it had every it balanced everything I wanted pretty well. But I definitely I understand criticisms I'm seeing online, but they just they weren't that big a deal to me such as what let's get into that i guess like criticisms what what do you see because you both said that right now as far as like you had some what were well you don't do you have any or was it just like okay or was it just like what you've seen okay let's start with like what you've seen and then then your your main what i've seen and what i agree with to the point are that it's it's just kind of it's a little bit messy and how it's put together yeah um so the formatting is just a little like almost haphazard and i think that is partially comes down to how much is in this screenplay yeah thematically uh what greta and noah are trying to come like convey through their screenwriting yeah. it's a lot and it's a lot to get through in a two-hour movie and I think for the most part, they succeeded for me. They got their messages through. Was it heavy-handed? Sure. Um, but I, I'm i never one that cares all that much about a heavy-handed message, if, as long as it, it works with what you're doing. But also, in some ways, the feminism part is heavy-handed because you have a speech about it. But in doing the heavy-handed feminism, it also conveys a much more subtle message about yeah. feminism and about patriarchy and about men specifically yeah, through yeah. Ken and his depiction that I think is done really, really well. Like the Ken subplot, I think actually is handled very well. Um, but maybe, again, maybe it was too subtle because Ooh. it seems to be going all over all the incels' yes. heads, the Ken part. Um, I thought so. it was like very heavy handed the way that they, I mean, even with like Alan, because it, it about it. I think I think <laughs> Alan very much screamed like not all men, and I've seen some people be upset about that. But I'm like, I, I don't, I kind of do hate whenever men do say not all men, but I do understand like the reasoning behind that saying. It's, listen, and, I'll defend it because, like, I just, we gotta protect, we gotta defend ourselves too. I don't think <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't think like that just because. Just because homeboy is like, especially it was it was bad when like we always bring up the last one, but it was bad when like part two was coming out mm-hmm. and like oh, that whole thing with like Abby and so I'm like, bro, I I don't I'm not with none of that. Like, oh, Abby's this, Abby's not attract. I don't care about any about that. It's a it's a character in a video right. game. So, <laughs> but go ahead, sorry. Um, and I think the Alan stuff is very not much Alan. like an allegory for that because. He rolls with the Barbies the entire time. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I think that the movie is very much like uh, understanding of both perspectives. And I mm-hmm. think that Ken has a beautiful moment with Barbie towards the end of the movie after the Barbies take uh, Barbie Land back. And Ooh, they have Hannah that... said, spoiler review. Oh, sorry. I, I, I forgot. I forgot. 
Um, spoilers. spoilers. Uh, <laughs> uh, when they take Barbie Land back and Ken and Barbie have this beautiful conversation um, by themselves and they talk and Ken talks about his feelings and why he really uh, got into it. And it kind of is a commentary on like incelism a little bit maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, on why they do this uh, and what really roots um, them in that, I guess, lifestyle almost. Uh, and I, I really love that part. So Hannah, going to you, what was some of your issues, I guess, with it? Um, so it mostly comes down to like relationships. In the movie. Yeah. I'm talking about that a lot. Um, I think that the relationship between America Ferreira and her and her daughter is very undercooked. And I think that the switch that her daughter has um, towards the end of the movie is very sudden. And sure. I didn't really understand um, what made her switch. Uh, and I think that the relationship between um, Margot Robbie's Barbie and America Ferreira is also undercooked. I didn't really feel the connection there at all really uh <laughs> I, it just america's america ferrer's character as a whole i just didn't really love I, I, or yeah connect I, with. I kind of I, agree with that yeah she's very like one note to me and just the person that we need to get the plot moving forward don't and, whack me too because of that end speech but no, her character was and you know it, what yeah. too though is that that's become like a staple in greta gerwig's films is like this big monologue and this is very easily my least favorite of her monologues that she's had in these movies. Yeah, yeah. I think America Ferreira, I think she's good in the movie, but I think that she gives my least favorite performance out of the performers who have given us monologues, uh, these Gardner Wig monologues. Yeah. And also this is the one that is ringing the least like true for me emotionally, um, which sucks because it is like the, um, the catalyst of the movie. So... Yeah, no, I, I understand. I, uh, for me, as far as criticisms, it was more so the fact that I know it felt like a movie that you really had in certain times. You really had to like just not question a lot of the logic of it. And I know it's like it's about a toy and a land and stuff, but it was just kind of like weird when there was moments where. Nobody really questioned that there was a Barbie on the earth or whatever, and we had to go back. Like, you know, the executives, knowing that they had to go back into Barbie, it was like that stuff was getting a little hokey. But I think I don't, I don't really have much much criticisms about it. I think, I think most of the stuff in it worked really well for me. I just wish it would have um, tied everything together. A little better towards the end because I agree with you about some of the relationships were a little like, little like you know I don't really feel it I guess but for the most part I thought it was really good and then my other criticism was that a lot of people who I was excited for in the cast didn't really get a lot to do like the sex education people they didn't really uh, get much yeah. they didn't really get much to do and um, yeah I wish that was a little bit that you know that had a little bit more to do and say, I guess, as far as the characters go. But again, I really liked Margot. Uh, I really liked Ryan Gosling. I really liked Ryan Gosling in the movie. I really like he, I felt like his performance was really, really different than what he's like, he's been used to doing. 
So I thought that was all pretty good. And it was uh, the nice guys uh, vacation. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I loved his performance. Um, so Larry, performances. I love to see my girl Alexander Ship get a little thumbs up. Just oh, yeah, she was in there. Him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she had a little bit more of a important role as we got to the the to ending the portion yeah, than I thought because yeah. I kind of thought she was going to be one of those that was just around and didn't do much and you know i mean she doesn't have like a huge role by any means but she had a little bit more to do in the end than i was anticipating (laughs) she got one of the biggest laughs uh for that one line yeah yeah uh we got a little doula peep uh swimming her way she's chilling she's fine i mean i know a lot of people were like going oh my god either like what is she doing here but also like living temper your expectation can i say something I know this isn't a lot to go off of, but the few lines that she had, bad line delivery. Do Bad. Yeah. It was, yeah. She's not an actress. Yeah, she, she, but she just got cast in something huge. Oh, okay. She did what? Yeah. Hold on. Wait. I don't Dua know about all that. Yes. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I looked at it as like, you know, when they bring in musicians to do, like Cardi B was in like a Fast and Furious movie. It was awful. But it's like, she's there to be Cardi B, you know? She's... Hi, Barbie. Yeah, no, yeah. That's I'm, it. I'm, I'm fine with like. Popped up at the ocean. To yeah, say I'm fine with a little bit of bad. She's starring in a movie with like uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, John Cena, Samuel Jackson. Oh, what's it called? Hold um, on. Who's directing it again? Um, Argyll, which is based off the spy novel of the same name by Ellie Conway. Okay. Oh, Matthew Vaughn's directing it. Oh, that might be a hit. Hold up. No, I, like I said, it's not a lot to go off of, and it's, I hate to be like, oh, she's a terrible actress off these lines, but the the line delivery is bad. I did love Rhea Perlman. Oh, I loved Rhea Perlman. I did that. I like that too. Um, I really loved everything actually with that character that uh, she is. They do a um, montage at the end of the movie that I really liked. Yeah. And again, that's why I really, I think it just, I hate to be this, but I've said it before. No, that like, if you can make me feel, it's part of like eternal, like if you can connect with me and make me feel on a level and i think hannah feels this way especially with like in chapter two and stuff other people can hate it other people would not get it they can say oh god the logic here this and that and the third but if you can capture that feeling for me and connect with me on that level i, I usually am like yes <laughs> on board and i feel like that's what barbie really did in those moments like with yeah. the stuff with rio Perlman, the stuff where she's just kind of connecting to other women barbie specifically yeah. um it just really worked for me. That, and then the subplot with Ken is great, too. Yeah. Um, I, I loved it. It really, aspects of, aspects of the movie for me really felt like a celebration of womanhood, if that makes any sense. Just yeah. everything that they was doing by the end. What they wanted to capture as well, too. Like, they, with Kate, with Kate McKinnon's characters, and, like, she's called Weird Barbie. By the end of the movie, they're like, okay, that's, not okay. Like you're with us. You know what I mean? You're you're Barbie. And I like that a lot. Like her character was a lot of fun. The splits, all that stuff was just really, really good. Um the story of like like mingling the uh Barbie land and the real world as far as like why something would happen to a Barbie, I thought was really good. Cause I didn't see that second trailer. 
at all. The, the only second th- trailer didn't even touch on that. Yeah, the only it. thing I've been seeing, the only thing I saw going into it was a teaser. The uh, that's it, and I was like, I want to be super surprised with the movie, and I was. And I thought, I thought that stuff worked really, really well for me. Um, okay, so like, do we see any? I mean, obviously, they did amazing this weekend, but do we see any like realistic Oscar? things going up coming up yeah. with it yeah i i don't see Ooh, why we like wouldn't because <laughs> lady bird did phenomenal the oscars little women did phenomenal the oscars yeah. i think that this is on track to do the same i think Greta Gerwig has very much solidified herself as an academy darling uh they love to nominate margot robbie uh yeah, i yeah. think ryan gosling is pretty overdue for an oscar so they're gonna jump at any opportunity they have to nominate him yeah. yeah, production and costume production, design. Production, costume oh, design. Oh, production design for sure. I think this will definitely get a Best Picture nomination. Oh, okay. I yeah. think it's going to be the, like, blockbuster. I was going to say, be- last year we got Avatar. We got, uh, so we got Avatar. Dude. We got, no, not not, not last year. Sorry, Top Gun oh, Maverick. Right, 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 right. You threw me for the, we got Top Gun Maverick. We got Avatar and we got Elvis in yeah. the Best Picture nominees. And... Yeah, those are from you know, okay, kind of director to you know, Academy darling and world darling James Cameron. So I think Greta delivering a huge blockbuster hit like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that really did help Barbie's uh, best picture nominee because I think it's gonna get a PGA, a Producers Guild, almost Ooh. certainly. Um, and that usually translates pretty well. Uh, and there was so much outrage over Greta not getting in for Little Women. Oh that, my God, Tom and um, I think they would. Uh, they're going to think twice about not nominating her maybe this time. And fuck Todd Phillips. Chill on him. Chill on him. Um, okay, so yeah, overall, I liked the movie a lot. It's in my top ten right now. I had a lot of fun. I love that fact that this weekend was an event for it too. And that everybody was in pink. I just love the. I just like. I love. I really value really good movie movie experiences. So even if the movie's like okay, I I still come out like oh my god, the experience in the theater was great. Like everyone singing along, everyone like really excited and watching and laughing, and some crying. Even though Hannah was, didn't cry, but. I, I was know. looking forward to I'll the crime. I'll have to update y'all after I rewatch it when I get back home and watch it. It was a, a tough day. It was like in, it, a, um, in an air conditioned theater. Hannah no. had to use one of my bills to like fan her. It was it was a tough day. It was, it was really tough. hot. One of our members went to the wrong theater. We were oh like, yeah wow. yeah. It was a it was a tough day. So it was a lot. It was hard to like sit down. We got there like kind of late. Larry came in after like a minute. No, how how, how long? How was he was, it was couple like minutes. Five couple minutes. minutes, and Larry came in holding all <laughs> holding all the food. <laughs> Larry it was... left to go get our food, and I texted him when the movie started, just like forget the food, just come yeah. On. And he comes in, speed walking to the through the theater, holding like three boxes, <laughs> three drinks. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So it was it was a it was a long day. Uh, it was, you know, but, you know, we did do Comic-Con that day and then went to go see it. So, overall, I still had a good time. Any, like, final thoughts on Barbie? No, I'm excited to see it again. And yeah. I, I ended up loving it. If I can get a timeout this weekend, I want to do that and I want to talk to you. Ooh, I talked about a double feature there. No, we did that, didn't we? 
we, yeah, we, we did it. We literally did that. <laughs> we, we literally, 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 we literally did that. Yeah. Barbie and then talk to me. Yeah. Um, we didn't. We did a double feature, but not for not Oppenheimer. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oppenheimer was last night, which we'll get into next. Uh, okay, Hannah. Any final thoughts on uh, Bar- uh on Barbie? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm just. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope that I connect with it more on a second viewing because that's the most important thing to me. That, like Larry was talking about, the most important thing to me with like any movie is just working yeah. on an emotional level. And I could definitely. It, I the way I explained it to Dwayne was I got it, but it didn't get me. And, uh, I don't know, we'll see if that changes in a better, better environment. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, my final thought is that I had a good time. I thought, I think if you can see it as soon as possible, see it while the iron is hot. Um, meaning, like, see it with a good audience, go with some friends. It's always a great time. I think the theaters have been great, too, this weekend. Uh, wear pink. Don't be weird when you go, <laughs> see, it. <laughs> when you go see it. So. Yeah, highly recommend. But um, all right, that is our review for Barbie. We will be back in a moment to talk about Oppenheimer. This is a national emergency. Didn't need a charge. against the Nazis. And I know what it means if the Nazis have a bomb. They have a 12-month head start. 18. How could you possibly know that? We've got one hope. All America's industrial might and scientific innovation connected here. Secret laboratory. Keep everyone there until it's done. Let's go recruit some scientists. Build a town, build it fast. We don't let scientists bring their families, we'll never get the best. Why would we go to the middle of nowhere for who knows how long? Why? Why? How about because this is the most important thing to ever happen in the history of the world? You're the great improviser, but this, you can't do in your head. Are we saying there's a chance that when we push that button, we destroy the world? Chances are near zero. Near zero. What do you want from theory alone? Zero would be nice. This is a matter of life and death. I can perform this miracle. World War II would be over. Our boys would come home. That's happening, isn't it? The world will remember this day. Our work here will ensure a peace mankind has never seen. Until somebody builds a bigger one. You 
by the man who gave them the power to destroy themselves. And the world is not prepared. to know what's next. Two, what's next? One. Alrighty, we are back to discuss here on the Cinemania World podcast to talk about the Oppenheimer movie from Christopher Nolan. I am still joined here with Hannah and Larry. Hannah, hello. Hello. Larry, hello. So we're going to get into Oppenheimer, directed, of course, by Christopher Nolan. Let's get into this bio really quick. Uh, Oppenheimer follows the story of American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb. It was written and directed by Christopher Nolan, stars Cillian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Florence Pugh, Another all-star type cast. Um, and uh, yeah, let's get into our thoughts. We saw the movie last night, a whole three hours. We didn't get out of the theater until 2 a.m. in the morning. And uh, yes, this was the final movie to complete our Barbenheimer um, event from the weekend. We saw Barbie on Thursday. We saw Oppenheimer last night on Sunday. So let's get into our thoughts. Uh, let's start with you, Larry. What do you think about Oppenheimer? Yeah, I really enjoyed Oppenheimer. Like Hannah said about Barbie, I'm going to kind of reflect that with Oppenheimer. I think I need to definitely see it a second time before I solidify any sort of thoughts. We went to IMAX at 1030 at night. And as Dwayne just said, this is a three-hour film. We didn't get out of there with all the commercials and all that. Until dang near 2 a.m. And at, that was obviously after an already long day. We had seen another film. Hannah had seen two films. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there was a point where I was fighting. Uh, my brain was doing everything it could to keep its eyes open. But well, overall, it was still compelling enough to keep my interest and keep me wanting to stay awake and not just mm-hmm. giving in to the sleep. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The visuals are obviously stunning. I really like what Christopher Nolan did with the style of Oppenheimer and elevating it with this more artistic view than I think he's had mm-hmm. uh, with kind of the cutaways and even the editor and the editing that they did. The score is amazing, mm-hmm. as usual with the Christopher Nolan film. He, he always gets amazing composers to deliver amazing work. The acting mm-hmm. is all stellar. And I really loved particularly probably the last third of this film really was riveting for me. So overall, a, a really strong film from Nolan. Yeah. Um, Hannah. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Listen, listen. Anna, what did you think about the ops, Oppenheimer? It's my favorite movie of the year. I I don't know if I can envision a lot of movies dethroning this this year. Um, I'm pretty confident that it will stay my favorite of the year. 
I think it's pretty high up my Nolan ranking. Um, yeah, I, I adored it. I think that it is, I'm so glad that Nolan is back to his kind of quieter, more like meticulous, um, films Mm -hmm. like a memento, like an insomnia. Um, cause those are two of my favorite Nolans. Um, and I just, I, I can't remember the last time that I sat down. I think maybe like the Batman that I sat down in the theater and was just so like engrossed by a movie and was literally like, I felt like anxiety watching it, actual anxiety. And it just, it, it checked all the boxes for me. I, I loved it. Uh, yeah, I am very much in between the both of you. I think I had pretty much the same feelings as the both of you. It's not, it's not like my favorite movie of the year. But had we came back last night and reviewed the movie, I think I would have just tanked on the review. Just because of the time we got back, the length of the movie, all of that stuff, the long day already. But I woke up and I was in, you know, a brighter mood. And I was like, you know, Oppenheimer was pretty good. And I actually really liked it. I um, I am with Larry. I liked the second half of the movie. The first half for me, you would probably get the idea of like, oh, that's not the part that's dragging because the movie just started and whatnot. But that was the part that dragged for me just a little bit. Um, once we got into like out of the college stuff of Oppenheimer and the theories and the writing on the board, that's when I say like, once you get into like the heavy Florence Pugh stuff and then going into the actual making of the bomb and the discussions and will it work? Can it work? Can you do this? Like, are you, are you supposed to be doing this? Is this the right thing to do? All that stuff was very riveting to me. Um, I, de- I did feel the runtime, but again, I'm gonna have to watch it again where I'm not so tired. Um, I don't think it was. I don't think it's gonna be in theaters. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I think I, I think I had a really good time with it and stuff, and I thought it was uh, pretty good. I thought the audience was great last night. It was a really packed theater at 10:30 yeah. as well. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. So like Barbie, let's get into. Uh, I don't think we'll have as much as Barbie, but Larry, let's start with you as far as any negatives from the movie. Yeah, I want to echo what you just said. I think it takes a minute to get oriented with the yeah. film yeah. Uh, because yeah. he does something interesting uh, with his style here with like the use of black and white and the use of time. Yeah. Uh, we're on a few, several different timelines uh and they're visually represented differently um but it just takes a second to kind of get your bearings about like okay this is kind of correlating side by side with this other one but not really and then when we go back in time uh and the use of black and white is not actually the like flashback Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's it's one of the more the more like current uh in the terms of this Mm -hmm. film sequences so it's kind of like oh okay no because you i don't know i feel like inherently if it goes into black and white you assume that that's the the furthest back in time or something Mm -hmm. and that's not the case so it takes it took a minute for me to like really orient Mm -hmm. myself to the three distinct different timelines being played out to start the film and then i think the second act for me 
was dragging. Uh, the time after we get introduced to everything, before we really get heavy into the bomb stuff, started to feel like, okay, we get it. Uh, you know, I don't know. I felt, I felt a lot samey through the some of the middle portion of the film where it didn't feel yeah. like we were really learning all that much about Oppenheimer as a person that we didn't learn pretty early on in the film. And we weren't getting any more information that we could grasp onto about the science and about the bombs and all that fun jazz. So it was kind of like, okay, let's, uh, we, we can move on from, from this point as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah, do you agree? What's up? No. Uh, <laughs> Any rebuttals? No, I don't agree. Cool. It, but the thing is, is that it's it's my favorite movie of the year, and I love it, and I think it's great, and it's five star for me. But I completely understand, like being exhausted by a three hour movie uh, that is a biopic, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not something that I'm like, oh, well, you're wrong for thinking that because it is kind of exhausting. Um, but to me, it's like exhausting in the best way possible. Uh, I think that the second act is where you learn a lot of like how, or it's the foreshadowing of how he's going to feel after the bomb. Um, I like that a lot. I would, yes, yeah, I, would I think a lot of that reflects uh, back to uh, what we see his mind state being after they uh, they create the bomb and they do the actual bombing itself it's the foreshadowing of guilt and stuff like that really really worked for me um nolan does a lot of he does a lot of psychological stuff in this too it's a very psychological movie and i think all the psychological stuff i really enjoyed um all the vision all like the vision scenes and like the last shot in particular i was just a really really big fan of the way it ended too um even though by the end i was like damn i've been in this theater for about three hours, maybe a little bit more if you count the uh, the trailers and such. So uh, by the end, I definitely was feeling it, but I did like the last the last like fifteen minutes of this was really really good. Um, Anna, do you have any any negatives at all? Any negatives? Don't, don't. Um. Not the, mm. not the critical thinking. It's okay. I don't know. Nothing that, like, particularly really bothered me on a first watch. I think that... Any of the performances bother you at all? No. I Everyone was phenomenal. Um, like, when I say everyone was, was phenomenal, I mean everyone was phenomenal. I can agree with that. Um, I'm usually not, like, an Emily Blunt truther, but, like, she is... She was great. She has a supporting actress nomination waiting for her at the Oscars. Yeah, she was um, great. She was great. I think RDJ is pretty much, like, a lock, um... Robert Downey Jr., uh, if you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> for supporting actor win. So I, I'm super excited to see how this does at the Oscars, and I hope that it kind of gets Nolan out of his uh, Academy run Ro- that he's been in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Robert Downey Jr., I would echo that as far as this felt like I'm coming off of a huge franchise and I want to put, I want to have a performance where it'll put me on the map. It's what it really felt like. He, he really, it felt really like a, it felt really passionate his performance here in Oppenheimer. And I thought that was, I thought he was so good. Um, Emily Blunt as well was was really good. Um, Florence Pugh was also, I thought really good. I do want to give a uh, shout out to um, 
Josh Hartnett, who I haven't seen anything in a long time. And I'm a Josh Hartnett fan from the 90s when he was doing uh, Halloween H2O and The Faculty. And I've always wanted to see like a resurgence of him. I thought he was great in here. He has like a little bit of a role in this. And uh, yeah, the cast was great. Probably the best ensemble of the year. Probably going to rival Barbie as best ensemble for me. Killian Murphy. We can't forget about the main star who killed it. Killian Murphy, Murphy was great. is like mind blowing good. He's, yeah, he was really good. He's fantastic. It's kind yeah. of crazy. Uh, he's one of those actors that he you could just see it all on his face and in his eyes yeah, every a, single time that he's yeah. on screen. Uh, he reminds me of like Robert Pattinson a lot. Don't stop. I'm, no, I'm just saying. Like when I just when kidding. I think of like actors who can really like portray uh, feelings with their eyes more than anything, it's like Killian Murphy, Robert Pattinson. It's a lot of other people too, but my mind is mm-hmm. playing right now. Uh, Larry, performances. Let's go to that next. Any like big, big standouts for you? Yeah, I mean, I definitely echo. Killian is probably the biggest standout in the yeah. lead. I think yeah. he's really just fantastic. It was like a flawless performance. But probably second for me is Emily Blunt as well. I thought yeah. she was yeah. fantastic. And with the role that isn't like necessarily... I, I'm not, I don't want to say it's not a great written role, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of a a little bit of a thankless written role in many ways. It's not like she has really much to do with the plot or much to do with anything in most of the film. She's kind of just the wife that's there for a good portion. She does get a, a really good shining moment. I was going to say, she has a really great yeah, scene. She has this the end of the talking about the scene. when they're a little when, older. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Oh, oh, that seems great, too. I mean, when I live she, for that. When, uh-huh. With uh, Benny Safdie, I'm yeah. talking about the scene uh, where she is like comes up to the witness. Yeah, when she like, gets to actually be a part of what's happening after the guys like see her drinking. And are yeah. like, oh, yeah. we can't have her up there, and then she does come up there, and she. Yeah. We do have a lot of actors who don't who don't really get much to do. Like they're background mm-hmm. scientists, mm-hmm. and they're great. They just mm-hmm. are like flash in the pan, and you're like, okay, and they're scientists that really play a role in like what happens like there's a scientist who Alex Wolf had a like really, a really chunky role kind of yeah, towards the Wolf. front half of the movie even Rami Malek who actually ends up playing a big role in the, the sto- plot the story yeah. itself right but right his kind of role before that isn't really defined like I don't know you could almost be like did you even know him it's, like it's him and David Dosmachian they have like they briefly yeah. include them in the film, and then there's a long that's... period of time where you don't see them, and then they come back towards the end of the film. You know, that's always been my issue with big ensembled movies, yeah. and that, is that I have so many faves, and I just want everyone to get their due. But, like, we don't have the – I mean, the story hours, but still, they're not the focal point, so it's hard to, like, have yeah. them get their get their due. And obviously like, Dane DeHaan was in this. Hours. Yeah, Dane DeHaan. I was like, oh, Dane DeHaan, oh, I, I forgot. Dane DeHaan. Um, I yeah. literally turned to Larry, like, happy for the movie. And I was Jack like, Quaid. Jack, Jack Quaid a lot more yeah. screen time than I thought he would. I was personally happy for my boy, Josh Peck. He's been working. His, he's, <laughs> he's been working. <laughs> he's been working for this to get into, like, a big blockbuster. Good for him. Because Red Dawn was not it. Okay. That, yeah. So, yeah. I, think that was, <laughs> so, I think maybe that's one of my other things is that it's not necessarily. I don't know how to restructure this because we're already at three hours. Because yeah, obviously, yeah. you're here for the bomb. 
you know, it's about an atomic bomb. Boom. You're here for the <laughs> You are here for the event associated yeah. with Oppenheimer as the, the father of the mm-hmm. atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. But Nolan chooses to obviously make that, but he does like a dual countdown as we move throughout the story. One mm-hmm. to the bomb itself, like yeah, getting yeah. to the creation of that and beating the Germans and blah blah blah. And then two to this case that we're following the the kind of witch hunt Oppenheimer case that is pretty Which publicly known. Is there from the start of the start. film? It's like and not to say of. that it's like you see the bomb stuff, and as soon as the no. bomb goes off, you start with that stuff. No, that it's the yeah. film is structured in a and way I think where that's it's why the entire thing. I think that's why it took me not, and I'm not going to say it took me like half the movie to understand and orient myself. It took me just just a little bit, just a few minutes to kind of orient myself because we do yeah. start. I'm pretty sure we start on the trial stuff and then we move over to the bomb stuff and then back to the trial stuff type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But in doing so, a lot of the trial stuff they do in flashback um, as they're like talking about it in the, I don't want to say courtroom because it's not a courtroom, the Senate rooms, Mm -hmm. but that leaves a lot of space where though like key points or these relationships aren't really, fleshed out so when they pop up to either testify or talk yeah you are kind of like oh you're so detached from the story i guess i don't know uh cool rami i guess thank you for (laughs) your impassioned speech but fine so that's like one of the maybe a a minor nitpick and as i said i don't even really know how you fix that in a film that's already three hours long um so it's really a nitpick on Mm -hmm. my part I'll, i'll say that but yeah i i um yeah i i thought as far as nitpicks for me uh yeah just oh, a f- what? did you all see that nitpick N- people what? are waving the american flag in the movie and it's uh-huh. the 50 star flag but we only had 49 states oh, at that point in God. history <laughs> oh oh so it was, wrong, it was the wrong it was the wrong one Accurate. We only had 49 at that point. No, I haven't seen that. I really don't go a fuck. We're really Sorry. stopping a film in theaters. Like, mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm. somebody took a picture in the theater. Like, Just for usually that, so, those yeah. type of nitpicks don't really come out until so digital. digital. Y'all are mm-hmm. a mess. Watch the damn movie. It's crazy to me that people, like, do that with, like, technical marvels, though. It's, like, this movie is, it's crazy that it exists, mm-hmm. and it's crazy that it's crazy that Christopher Nolan did it, mm-hmm. and he's been bragging about it the entire press tour with, like, no, like, real, like, CGI effects or anything it's like that. all amazing, And yeah. it, it looks, like, incredible, and it's, mm-hmm. like I said, it's a t- technical feat. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people to, like see just one thing the, yeah, this amazing yeah. filmmaking and yeah. they're like oh there wasn't a star on this flag <laughs> or like whatever i'm like really um yeah like i i i for me personally i didn't have um i didn't have any any major nitpicks with it besides the time i all that's just me though i personally as a movie watcher i i'm very fidgety and i always like can can i always can say no matter how long it is, you can shave something out. And I think this is the same way I felt like this even for the Batman. I said the Batman. Me and you, you talked can, about that. Yeah, I was talking. I think I was talking to Larry too. Was I? I think no, it, we were talking about how in that scene of the Batman, uh, the it was it's after he goes to Arkham to see Riddler, yeah. and he goes back to the apartment, and it's that guy with like the rug thing. That's like it's that like, little portion of the movie. I think. I, I think all movies that once you go past 
like a certain part for me, usually it's two hours and 40. I can always be like, all right, you could have cut out something. And I do think Oppenheimer did not need the three hours. I think Oppenheimer would have been great, uh, even better, because uh, it's, it's a great movie. I think it could have been great, uh, would have been would have been fine at like a 240, 235. I think we would have been fine with that. Um, because these movies, these next, this next Corsetti movie is three hours and 26 oh, minutes. Oh, he, here he goes. And I can't do it. And all these movies are too long. But like, like for instance, like I thought, I don't, I know it's called Oppenheimer, but for me, for biopics, like I don't really need to see a lot of their early, early, early life. Um, but that's important. It's is it? Yes. I I don't need to. I can. I don't need it's to see so that. It's so important. I don't. I don't. I disagree. It's like it's like with the okay. I watched the the um the Dahmer show. And they go to when he was like a fetus. Like I don't need to see Bro. when he. <laughs> I don't Murphy, need, Yeah, I don't need to see like when he was five and then ten and then they didn't do that here. Thank God. Like I, yeah, I, they that didn't do that so here. Um, but I don't need to but, see. Like, his, I think a lot of that stuff, and especially like the scene of this, uh, like the lab and stuff where you sure. see the apple thing. I think that's like a huge moment for. Like the impulsiveness. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I don't think. I think you know. Even though I like, I like them both together. I, I don't. I don't think we needed the uh, Florence Pugh stuff here. You know, I don't I, think we needed that. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not that. Why? While, while I was watching the movie, it's not something that um, I was like, oh, I just like watching this. But like afterwards, like reflecting on it, it's not something that I think really contributes a whole lot to the movie. So I mean, it so does. How many times? It does a lot for like the um, the character work of him. Yeah, even that I don't feel like we we don't really explore what that does to him. Yeah, uh, kind of. I mean, it's a pretty big event. And if you want to say really brushed, I don't know. It's a very it's like an E plot in the movie. But if it's you like want to say like it adds to the way he feels guilt a lot. After what happens, yeah. you can say that. No, I think but, it's like emotional vulnerability because you don't see right, him like yeah. really emotionally vulnerable at all throughout the movie. Um, I just and think, I think that that's the only time that you see him. But in we also a don't really state. like establish them. As a I I I think to like I don't know as this important. Thing. Yeah, we don't establish either of his relationships as like well, these important things. But. I think it's established. I think what that relationship is is the framing of it. At least is. Mm-hmm. Uh, them trying to say that like Florence Pugh is kind of like mm-hmm. the broken, you know, yeah. uh, emotional one of the relationship, but it's mm-hmm. obvious that he's the one that keeps coming back and not, mm-hmm. it's a two way street. You know, it always and, is. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that is uh, reflected in his relationship with Emily Blunt too. Yeah. yeah. Both of them, like they are like, Oh, we didn't do anything wrong, but yeah. they both of them very much did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's all, but that just goes to where I was like, okay, if and like I the have relationships that he is uh, drawn to, I guess. Right, like that's just one of the things. Like, if I had to cut something out, and and that was like, what was I don't? It wasn't a lot, but it was. If I had to cut something out, it would have been the Florence stuff. It just mm-hmm. nothing that would have been. We only had one woman up in here with Emily Blunt, and that's it. Girl. So, but. Yeah. <laughs> Nolan said, "Big Del Test." Who? That's probably the only. But everything else, like, cause I, okay, so fine. I did like the when it was starting. I did like the whole the apple and like getting into theories and stuff like that. 
But there was like something in the movie. I was like, I know I can cut this down to like two forty. I know I can, and um, that's probably it for me. It was yeah. the Florence Pugh stuff, you know. But other than that, I think the movie was once you once that is like moved on and you get to like him at the Oppenheimer like actual Oppenheimer stage, and you get to more like the bomb. I know that sounds so cliche. The guy wanted to see the bomb, but like at, when you get into that stuff is when. Because you kept calling it, like, anxiety and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I agree, like, when the music is, like, really high. Well, and it's, like, even, like, That an scene hour, when they were testing the bomb was crazy. I was going to yeah. say, an hour before the bomb, oh, really, so is when I started, I turned to Larry and I was like, ooh, this could be anxiety. What part? Uh, it's when it's when they really, like, started to get into the Los Alamos stuff. And when it was, like, really mm-hmm. building up to the bomb. And the conversations done. about the bomb, too. The conversations I like, about the bomb, Because yeah. that reminds me of Chernobyl. Mm-hmm about uh-huh. Chernobyl was not so much about what happened as far as the explosion. It was more so about the aftermath mm-hmm. uh, and how it's going to affect when they're getting into like, oh, if you're pregnant, this is going to affect your child. And like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. stuff is it is like crazy. So that stuff really. Well, they like, were also talking about like, and I kind of love this moment is one of the politicians was yeah. like, uh, well, it's going to affect these cities uh, and yep. we got to do it. We got to make sure we do it far enough from this city so that it doesn't affect it because me and my wife honeymoon there. That's like, like that's the city. stuff that I get into. Like okay, and that's where I'm like okay. That I, I was really into that stuff. That aspect mm-hmm. of the movie wasn't so much the bomb. The bomb was cool. It looked great. Everything everything was great. It was more so. I love hearing about what that stuff can do to people. And he has a great horror moment in the movie with uh, I would say psychological horror yeah. with uh, like that room. Mm-hmm. That was that stuff was great. Dude, this movie is I, I I'm so glad that so what. I've talked for a long time. You guys have known me for a long time. I bring up editing movies a lot. Editing mm-hmm. is kind of like the thing that I really look at and I get really into. Uh, so this week we saw Talk to Me and Oppenheimer. Talk and they're both me. beautifully edited movies. Mm-hmm. And I just get really excited whenever I see movies in theaters that are great movies. And they, uh, for sure. they have great editing. Oh, shit. Well, I think there's going to be another Oscar darling for Nolan. It's a war. Oh, movie for sure. Though, it's so. it has Oscars all Unlike over. Unlike Tenet and Interstellar oh, and such, um, which are sci-fi's. <laughs> uh-huh. This last time he did a war movie, Dunkirk, it got a lot of nominations. Yeah. They love a war movie. Uh, they mm-hmm. love a historical biopic. Yeah. So I think this is how Nolan gets back in at the Oscars. Yeah. I Nolan does this to me all the time, where I'm like come out of it because i came out of tenant and i was like man don't tell me not to think about it and then he heard the song on repeat at the end and was like maybe maybe i like (laughs) well it was the you know what really was making me mad about tenant was the don't think about it i was like no no and i'm gonna think Mm. and then i was like i went home and i was like man hold up (laughs) 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 i I thought you know you started rocking your head i'm like okay That's what I did last night. Last night I was so mad. I was you y'all saw it. I was mad at him. I didn't want to look at him. I was like, Hannah's gassing to me up so much. And I did. And I was like, this is not that I'm gonna give it like three and a half. And then I got to my room. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and then I woke up this morning, I was scrolling my phone, looking at looking at like reviews for for Oppenheimer, and I said <laughs> Nolan, you're not too bad. <laughs> I was like, it kinda ate. Hold up. So yeah, I'm afraid if I watch it again, it's gonna go to like my number. Four. Dude, it's at I, number five for me right now. Chill. But if I if I watch it again, 
It'll go up to like a chill. not Spider Verse. Chill on Spider Verse. I need like three more times. Don't start. No, I'm serious. You know that's nine hours. That is crazy. That's a shit. That's cap. I mean, that's, I just that's, wonder. That's... I don't know. I do kind of feel like <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> since Interstellar, let me think. Do I think this is this? Uh, I would say this probably has the most charactery moments for me out of any of his movies since Interstellar. I can um, agree with that because Tenet has nothing for me as far as character. Well, yeah, to me, don't piss me off. To Tenet. me, Tenet has no character. Who is the really. protagonist? We don't know. <laughs> Nobody up. cares. Nobody cares about these characters. And no I keep telling Tenet it's vibes. She don't want to. She's it's like, true. It's no, it's a story. There's a okay. Well, I, say, I sob at the end of Tenet. I mean, I sob, but I still think even this film. Until that third act, when he really leans into like the psychological horror yeah. of it all, that's yeah. when the emotion really yeah. kind of is like, okay, it's here. Because it's like you got a pit in your stomach. No, yeah. it makes you feel, yeah. you know, obviously and that's, disgusting. And I think that's what's special about this is because I'd say for probably the first two thirds, it plays mm-hmm. pretty safe, pretty like stoic. You know, like, yes. like what you expect out of Christopher Nolan. People mm-hmm. call him cold as a mm-hmm. filmmaker. And it plays like that for, I would say, maybe two-thirds of the movie. But then yeah. that final act really seals Killian it. And Murphy. I think that's why I think it... I like it more than a lot of his... It's probably one of my... At least since Dunkirk, but probably since Shit. Inception. This oh. is probably my favorite movie he's made since Not Inception. You know what? That... Damn, this always happens. I'm talking about it. Let me go on the letterbox. The last, like, 45 minutes of this movie really reminds me of the last, like, 45 minutes of Inception. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) It's very, very similar to um, uh, Cobb's mindset and stuff like that and how he he really plays with that in the filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that shit went to my number three. It was exactly. <laughs> Marge, Margaret, you gotta chill. Well, it it does. It makes like somebody said is, is that when we're talking about it just now, yeah. like you just said with like yeah. Inception, yeah, that it really it's it made me click with like the last forty five minutes. Yeah, of, somebody, even though I liked it before, but now I'm like, we're not. That really is like something that Nolan does yeah. really well. You know how we're calling it's like the Bart like Barbenheimer weekend and stuff. Mm-hmm. There was like a not a debate, but it was like a question: What should you see first? And you somebody, see this first. I, I disagree. Really? I think you should see this. Yeah, because Barbie is like we said; it's fun, it's a good time, it's vibes. There is some emotional beats to it. Even if you're able to connect to them, there is emotional beats to yeah. it. But Oppenheimer is going to make you like really think about it for a long time. Yeah. And if I walked into Barbie with like Oppenheimer fresh in my mind, I would have been like, "Sheesh, right. Barbie, yeah. no." <laughs> so I think somebody was like. Oppenheimer is gonna make you think for a long time about just our world right now, and the last like the last line really like stuck with me as far as like shit. Like I don't want to spoil anything because like me listening to it for it, the first it time, made me feel like we're doomed. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, yeah, that last line has really stuck with me since I watched it, and the last shot that they have it on IMDb of like last this like this crazy. shot where he's like almost about to cry. And, oh man, that stuff. Man, let me go back in my book. 
I need to chip on you. We're talking about Christopher Nolan test to people. Uh, <laughs> Margaret, this happened with Tenet. I swear to God, Tenet. I was like so mad at Nolan. I was like, Nolan, no, I'm a think. I hate. Don't tell me not to think. I was I the can't. same way with Tenet, though. Do you remember? Yeah, when I was you like, were, like on the same page. With I was Tenet, like, and I, could, I, I was mad. I was like, I was like, no, I can't hear nothing. You didn't. You told me not to think. Yada yada yada. And then I got home, and I was like. <laughs> you moving your head every time you start, like, like, it happened oh, oh, let man. me move this down stop <laughs> see this is probably why I have to start turning on shit they be going too hard in the chat he does this in the chat this happened in the chat now this is happening mad. this is happening in real life now this happened in the chat all the time I, I like I I think that's why I like uh, Tenet so much is I like it when Nolan gets a little like headier and I think this is very much uh, in his like headier bag or more Ooh, dense not bag. headier bag. Um, yeah. And I don't know. It just, I, Nolan is one of those filmmakers to me where he attacks so much like uh, such diverse uh, mm-hmm, material mm-hmm. And every time that he does it, it's never in a way that feels the same. And even, like, in the writing, I don't think that... Like, I just said, I do think that the filmmaking is very similar to the last, like, 45 minutes of Inception uh, when it comes to, like, uh, Cobb and uh, Oppenheimer's mindset. But I even think, like, his writing um, is so, like... uh, it's this and like inception because now i'm like thinking about those two movies uh the writing in both of these movies and the way that, that they uh dissect the um the emotional like uh forces that both of the characters are going through uh is so different but it's both beautiful yeah i just i no one's my guy hannah chill i'm sorry <laughs> you too Dwayne. what did i do i'm tired of you Listen, Larry, I'm sorry. This is what happens all the time with, with Nolan. I'm always like, because Dark Knight, listen. Just listen. Dark Knight Rises, when I came out the theater at like, a, I forget how old I was. I was like 16. No, maybe like 17. Maybe 16. I was like, yo, that sucked. What the hell was that? And then I watched it like twice. And I just kept going back and forth. And now I love it. Now Ryan, like, you have been right when you walked out the theater each and every time. <laughs> that was the correct answer every time oh, on a Nolan. Man. I don't know what it is. He like he sinks his claws into, into, your, into, into people. Something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's something. He, he knows what he's doing. So, uh, yeah. So, any final thoughts on Oppenheimer before we get out, get out of here? I gotta, I gotta catch my flight. Jeez. I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh yeah, I thought it was great, and it's like it's creeping up into my like my number. It's not being Spider Verse, Spider Verse is crazy, but uh yeah, one of my favorites of the year. So there's that. That is our review for Oppenheimer. Everyone, thank you guys for joining us, Larry. Let everyone know they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me over on YouTube at Chili Boy Productions, as well as Instagram Chili Boy Productions, and on Twitter Chili Boy YT. And Hannah. Average Hannah on Twitter. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94 or x.com at Cinemaniac94. Ah, shut <laughs> up. And you can follow the podcast on Facebook, X, and Instagram <laughs> at Cinemania World. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry and Hannah. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.